and we're back another episode about the startup formula six easy steps to start your own business today it's all about step four narrow down the steps involved the n in change the startup student podcast the podcast for students who want to be their own boss where students and experts from across the world and i christine give you practical advice we are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Just to recap the last three steps, last three episodes. Step one, clarity is about goal setting. Step two, hold on to your values. What do you value? What's important to us? And step three was analyze who you want to work with, where you defined your ideal client and all the people that you want to have around you in your business or personal life. And today we're talking about step four, narrow down the steps involved. Screw it, let's do it. It's a quote that you might have heard by Richard Branson, who's a famous entrepreneur. Step four is really going into the nitty gritty. So what does it take to start your own business? It's a great thing to do, as you have heard before, <laughs> um, but we know it all. And um, it's not really easy and it can be quite overwhelming because there's so many things involved and it will never end, I'm afraid. But it can be super rewarding <laughs> for all the reasons I mentioned in the first episode of this uh, Startup Formula series. So when having your own business, it helps to be multi-talented or at least be willing um, or eager to learn new things. There's a lot of work involved and can bring financial insecurity with it. As things might not always go exactly as planned, you will need passion to keep motivated and high levels of energy. Self-determination and problem-solving skills are essential in my view. You need to be willing to make personal sacrifice and have a high risk tolerance. Self-motivation and commitment should go hand in hand with curiosity and flexibility. This is what I would say. Other useful skills, um, for example, should be networking skills, being organized, um, having a supportive network is a must-have, and uh, should be a mixture of business associates, families, and friends that is your supportive networks, as well as maybe external contacts that you have and made at networking events. But do not worry. I don't want to scare you off starting your own business. Um, if you don't have all those skills, you can either learn them or outsource them. And you can learn them along the way as well. You don't have to have them all before you actually get started because otherwise you might never get started, no? <laughs> and although um, solopreneurs, so people that start by themselves, tend to do everything themselves, sometimes it's worth looking into what you can outsize really. So how can you narrow down the steps involved? Well, there's many methods that you can use. My preferred one is mind mapping. It helps me to brainstorm and write down what pops into my head and then have it nicely structured in a quickly easy way. And if you don't know what, how mind mapping works, um, here's an attempt to describe it to you. Um, you start basically with a central topic in the middle of your piece of paper. Let's say starting my own business. From there, you have branches going out with the different sections. For example, marketing, finances, legal staff, etc. From each of those branches, you will then write down what is related to the topic. So, for example, for marketing, you might want to add, create uh, an Instagram account, create a Facebook account, um, email marketing, etc. And then you can go even further. Let's say, for example, email marketing. From here, you might want to add the steps involved in doing that, such as create a newsletter, sign up, and so on. 
So this way you can easily write down what pops into your head and it will be organized into the right categories and will be nicely structured. So let's go into the nitty gritty and see what's actually involved in starting your own business. This is not a super complete list, but at least it should get you started and um, is uh, yeah, very comprehensive, let's say. <laughs> we have marketing competitors and you need to look at your marketing competitors to identify what the market trends are, to discover opportunities and see if you're on the right track really. And once you start with your research, be flexible. You might have an idea that you find works um, very well or you might find out that it won't work the way you thought it would be and you might have to tweak it or not do it at all. Looking at your competitors will show you how you can stand out from the crowd uh, and will help you to find your USP, so unique selling point. And then you can look into your business model. So after you've done some research about competitors and the market trends, you already defined your ideal customer really. You should have a better idea of what you're selling and what your business, uh, what business model to use. Uh, look at your business processes, your purpose, what you are offering, for what kind of um, price and what your organizational structure will be. So what kind of policies will you have? Think about your name. You might have a name in, in, in your mind already, but after doing all the research, looking at competitors, you might want to review it. So what will your business name be? Will it be something that helps everyone to understand at once what you're doing uh, or does it need explanation? If it does, I suggest you uh, come up also with a tagline. So you have a business name and a tagline underneath until you're um, big enough and everyone knows your name and you don't have to add underneath what it actually is, what you're doing. And how can you stand out from your competitors with your name is a question you should ask yourself and also what's appropriate for the industry that you're in really and appropriate for your target audience. You should know your values. So as you've done already in step two, uh, you should be fine with that, but you should define your company values and it will be the basis for everything you do in your business, your decisions, the branding and so on. You have the target audience. You need to know your target audience inside out. I say it again, it was uh, step three anyway that you looked into. What, what do they love? What do they hate? Where do they live? How much do they earn? Etc. But you already have a really good understanding uh, because you went through step three. Now I want to talk a bit about a business plan because um, in my opinion, not everyone needs a comprehensive 70 page business plan, but everyone should go through certain sections of the business plan. So it might not take a form and shape of a formal business plan. But if you're going through these steps that I'm talking through now, that are involved in starting your own business and you write them down, um, it might not take the shape of a formal business plan, but you have it on paper anyway, or digital format, obviously. And the things I have outlined the, um, before uh, are part of what uh, a part of a business plan. However, if you want to enter competitions or need investment, they will always ask for a comprehensive business plan. So you can do that, but you, you can do that maybe at a later stage and Again, if you do all the research and you do all the business planning and everything, you might never start because when do you stop? <laughs> um, so what I suggest is maybe start creating a business plan, but one step at a time and make it a fluid living document that you can update anytime. So you have it ready when you need it. Okay. Um, a good way to begin with a business plan is actually something that's called a business model canvas. Uh, which is basically a one-page business plan. You can download a copy 
um, on the website of the businessmodelgeneration.com slash canvas businessmodelgeneration.com slash canvas just saying it again <laughs> so you can find it and you can download a free version of that you might need funding this is a massive topic on its own <laughs> because you might need it to fund your business but the main thing is you start small you start with something that they call an MVP a minimum viable product something that you can test in the market something to see will this work is there interest what can I do and the main thing about the funding is knowing exactly what you will need the funding for and how much it will be. You need a bulletproof business plan and must have um, things. Uh, the business plan forecasts, the really detailed forecasts um, for getting funding. Also realistic. You need to know your numbers inside out and have done really good market and competitor analysis because using just assumptions will not get you anywhere. You need proof for assumption and you should um, have proof for your assumptions anyway <laughs> because otherwise you start something and it might not work what about insurances every business no matter what legal entity no matter what you're doing needs probably kind of an insurance so make sure you're covered for the worst case scenarios there's obvious ones which uh, would be maybe content insurance to ensure all your equipment Maybe you need public liability and if you are offering advice, indemnity insurance. Each industry will have its own insurance that you should have. Talk maybe to some insurance brokers and see what they think is the minimum insurance you should get and what would they recommend because obviously they would want to sell you insurances. But if, you, if you're more okay, tell me what's the minimum I really, really need um, and tell me what is recommended by you, then uh, they probably will be more honest. And what I've learned in the past is to ask a lot of questions to understand everything exactly what it's covering. And also, for example, for public liability, um, if it's covering you for 1 million euros, um, pound, dollars, whatever, wherever you are, that might sound a lot, but um, it pre might prevent you from running some events in certain venues if you're doing that, because they might ask you to have cover for 2 million or 3 million or 5 million. And it's always worth asking the insurance, okay, how much more would it actually be if, if I'm covered for uh, 2 million instead of 1 million? And the difference might be like 1 euro a month. <laughs> okay, so always ask. And also read through all terms and conditions. I know this can be a pain, but it's my recommend uh, recommendations to really read through um, the terms and conditions of the insurance documents. Here are a few insurances that might be applicable to you, but again, you need to see which industry you're in and you might need other things. Commercial liability, public liability, employer's liability, product liability, indemnity insurance, property insurance, fidelity guarantee, partnership protection, motor insurance, home insurance. <laughs> there is uh, some insurance out there that you probably need or want just to be protected and if you have employees it all becomes a bit more complicated and you have to have certain insurances anyway what else is involved in starting your own business branding to build strong relationships with your customers and to be recognizable you need to build a strong brand branding is not just a logo it's everything that you do um, and what you and your business represents it's also your colors your way of speaking your way of dealing with clients your visual identity and so on Okay, so get this right. Uh, your products and services, obviously, you need to develop those. 
um, when you're running your business you actually need to know what you're selling but you've done your research so you know what people want and you know what they're willing to pay for which is another thing that uh, goes hand in hand with that is the pricing of your product then it's about getting customers and clients <laughs> there's no point in creating a great business that's offering amazing products or services but you don't have any clients so sales and marketing are a massive factor in getting clients and um, it's really really important to answer also the question okay how can i turn interest into sales so this is where your sales strategy comes in you might want to start preparing some documents um, there are all kind of documents that you will need once you have clients maybe you have something like a code of conduct you might want to start with some contracts uh, invoice templates um, make a list of everything that you can think of that you might need document wise so you can start maybe creating some and getting some information about it part of starting your business is deciding as well what kind of legal entity do you actually want to choose and you need to find out what will be best for you and for your business and you might have to have to or want to start with something and change it to a different legal entity afterwards which is no problem but comes maybe with some cost and some admin and it really, really depends on what you're offering and uh, what is really right for you. So I can't advise you, you should do this or that. There's a few examples I want to give you and they're based on uh, the UK because uh, that's where I started my own business, even though I don't live there anymore. <laughs> but you have um, certain things and they are also valid in other countries, but they just have different names. If you're in Germany, they're called differently, obviously, than if you are in uh, America and then in Italy. So you have sole traders where you operate as a self-employed individual and all profits go to you, but all the personal liability for all the debts is also there. So you are liable for everything and you're taxed as an individual responsible for your own tax. You have something like a limited company where you have at least one shareholder and one director and the personal liability is limited to the shareholding in the company. So the company is liable for the debts and um, but you pay also corporation tax with that and it might be more tax efficient entity depending on the income that you're having however usually it's more expensive uh, admin wise uh, if you're paying an accountant um, and if you don't need it and if you're not ready for it then maybe you want to change to a legal entity uh, to a limited company at a later point you have partnerships run by more than one individual and you have unlimited liability for the partners and partners are taxed uh, as an individual responsible for their own tax. You have something like limited liability partnership where you run, uh, which is run by more than one individual again, but limited liability for the partner and uh, is you're responsible for your own tax and you tax individually. Uh, you might become a social enterprise, uh, which is not a legal entity per se, but it's uh, something that you can also choose when you are a limited company, um, which operates for a social purpose. And some of the profits are reinvested into an operation or a community for a good cause, basically. You have charity, uh, which also operates for a social purpose, but all the profits are reinvested into the operation or the community. And it's mainly funded by grants and comes with a lot of admin. <laughs> I can tell you that already. 
What else do we have? Um, intellectual property. You might want to um, get proper advice on that because obviously I'm not a lawyer. But you have maybe something that you might want to protect. And there's different websites in different countries that help you with that. For the UK, for example, ipo.gov.uk gives you some information. Um, and make sure you inform yourself what's the correct way to protect something. So, for example, you might want to protect your logo, your company name and so on. Now, there's something uh, called copyrights, which is uh, for literary, artistic, dramatic and musical work. Uh, it covers the way, basically, in which ideas are expressed and does not cover the idea as such. And uh, the owner of the idea has the right to prevent others from using it by copyright. Again, depending on which country you are in, you might have to register copyright or it might be granted to you automatically. Uh, you have trademarks, which is for brands, names, words, sounds, even smells these days, uh, for symbols, even for words, shapes, anything that is uh, that you can represent in a graphical way. And there is uh, registered and unregistered trademarks. Uh, you have patents, which is for technical solutions, new inventions, products, um, protect the rights of invention. But the idea must be novel and evolve an inventive step uh, to be capable of industrial application. That's what they say. Uh, registered design rights also there. There's uh, again registered and unregistered design rights. And that protects shapes, textures, features, colors, contours of a pr um, product. Uh, but it must be new and have individual characteristics, that's what they say. Accounting, tax returns, obviously you have to do your tax returns depending on your legal entity, depending on the country you're in. You will have to do tax returns um, as soon as you register, even if you don't make money. Maybe you want some premises, look into co-working options, looking into offices, marketing. I mentioned that before, marketing, marketing, marketing. If you don't tell people that you exist, how can they buy your product and services? They won't because they don't know. Maybe you need to register for VAT because you're over the threshold. So each country has a threshold for when to register for VAT. Uh, so look into that. Once you reach that threshold, you don't have a choice. But you do have a choice before that and you can decide if you want to or not. Then there's something like data protection that you need to look into. How can you protect your data? And do you have to register somewhere for the Data Protection Act and pay a fee maybe that you registered? And then the last thing I want to mention, which is maybe the last thing you think about, but you should think about, is a pension plan. Okay, If you're self-employed or have your own business, you should think about a pension. Because at some point uh, you will stop <laughs> working or you want to stop working and you need to be able to do that by having a pension in place and if you have employees then it's completely different anyway and you need to put some pension plans in place wow okay <laughs> a long list um, so today we looked into narrowing down the steps involved the n in change we looked into uh, what does it take to start your own business how do you narrow down the steps involved maybe using mind maps and then into the actual steps from doing research uh, over all your branding, naming, your values, target audience. Do you need a business plan, funding, insurances, all that's probably also boring stuff. Some people are excited by that. I'm not. <laughs> um, but um, accounting, intellectual property, how you can protect it. 
marketing, VAT registration, data protection, even up to pension. Narrow down the steps involved. That was step four. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.